quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I'm Michelle, recovering yeller, control freak, and perfectionist. I didn't want to be a connected parent, but my strong and smart oldest daughter would not succumb to my bribes, threats, and manipulations. After years of control parenting, I threw it all out and started over. I doubled down on the idea of connected parenting and turned in time out for time in. It's taken me years to figure out how to unknot sticky situations without using punishments, but I've finally cracked the code and now I can help you create the relationship with your child that you dreamt of having when you first decided to become a parent. It's not easy letting go of star charts and bribes, but you can change. Listen in as we interview parents just like us who found success and hear from experts who will help us better understand how to form a deep bond with our children. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I got two guests today. I'm so lucky. I have Cassie and Lindsay and they're going to talk to us all about listening partnerships, which is a tool of hand-in-hand parenting, one that I absolutely adore and I wish more people would get into. So we're here to spread the word about listening partnerships. And ladies, I would love for you to introduce yourselves. So Cassie, would you go first? Hi, everyone. I'm Cassie and I'm a mom of two with our third on the way. So we're pretty excited and a little bit nervous about that. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Our (laughs) oldest is turning four this month and our youngest is a year and a half. Things are really busy. Yes, they are, but so fun and full of life. So good for you. Great. And Lindsay, tell us about yourself. I'm Lindsay. I'm also a mom of two boys. One just turned five and the other one is six and a half. And been doing, stumbled upon Michelle and the Peace and Parenting content probably a a little over a year ago. And it has just made such a big difference integrating it into just lots of my tools at home or at work. And I also work as a psychologist too. So it's been a huge piece of just really effective tools that I, I really feel confident about too. So. Yeah, great. I think that's too. I think this is stuff you really can use in your adult life, like listening to people. That was a good one for me to learn. Like, oh, you can shut your mouth and actually listen to adults too, which is always good. It does. It it crosses all the levels. Like, yeah. yeah. Definitely. We all want want to experience connection. Absolutely. We really do. 
I'm going to just talk briefly about listening partnerships, just kind of explain it a little bit for anybody out there who's wondering what it is, what is this listening partnership thing? And then I'm going to ask these lovely ladies are listening partners and they found each other, I think in my private Facebook group. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to tell us about their experience as listening partners and just how fruitful it's been for them. And I love this because everybody gets to hear it firsthand. And now I don't have to say, oh, you should really do it. And then people are like, yeah, whatever, lady, I'm not doing that. Now I have, I have a testimonial for everyone. Listening partnerships is part of the hand-in-hand parenting methodology. And what it is, is it's basically, it's the parenting resource part of connective parenting. It's where you come together with another parenting partner who is parenting using this methodology and you get to be listened to by a warm, kind, loving person who understands what you're going through, who understands what special times like, who understands what it's like to listen to big feelings, who gets it and who has empathy for you because it's just as hard for them as it is for you. And oftentimes I know for me and my listening partnerships, I got to really dive deep into my childhood wounds, my triggers, things that were really coming up for me in my parenting that I don't have time to talk about in the moment. But when I schedule 20 minutes or 40 minutes to talk with my listening partner, I can breathe, I can rest, and I let my mind kind of go where it needs to go. And I know when I have an empathic listener, my mind works in crazy ways, just like everyone's does. And it actually finds the places it needs to be. And it starts to help and heal itself because we are, you know, really complex beings. And if we're given enough space and time, I believe we can heal ourselves. And with a good person who's not judgmental, who can just be there for us, those things start to happen. So that's what it's really been for me. And when I know for me, when I've, after my listening partnership, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel 10 pounds lighter. Oh, my head has just, you know, I feel like I can be a better mom and be a better person. And so that's what it's been for been like for me. And I just would love to hear you guys talk about your experience and what it's meant to you to have a listening partner. Sure. Cassie, you want to go ahead? Sure. I can go first. It has been a huge blessing, especially with how insane this past year and a bit has been. As Lindsay and I basically found each other, like right as the pandemic was starting, it was just magical to know that I had somebody else in my world who was cheering me on, who was always there to listen when things just got wonky, (laughs) which they tend to quite a bit when their kids are really little. Yeah, just to have that space to bring the concerns forward to speak really honestly in ways that I would not really feel comfortable even speaking to my partner or whatever, because that can be triggering for them because they love and are involved with these kids too, right? right. And so they just feel to... responsible. Like, how can I fix it? What's going yeah. on? Go right to this place. Like, oh my gosh, we have a problem instead of it's impossible for them to be neutral, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and just to have somebody else in my world who was parenting the same way was so supportive because I don't have a lot of other people that are interested in listening to feelings. <laughs> I can't imagine um, why. Right? <laughs> it's so hard. It's so, so, so hard. And just having that 
ability to share my feelings with somebody else makes listening to the other feelings manageable. (laughs) I love that part. I totally agree. It's like, I go empty myself with my listening partner so I can fill myself up with my kids crap. You know, it's like, I've got to empty out to fill it up. (laughs) Yeah, totally. What about you, Lindsay? Yeah, I feel the same. I remember listening to just some of the early podcasts and remembering how much we have to resource ourselves to coming to all the different day-to-day kind of situations. And I think to a big extent, I knew that and I understood that, but it was hard for me to really make myself like a priority and put that time into like, this is the time this week of this day that I have Mm -hmm. said that I'm going to talk with Cassie or that, you know, or however, because we're pretty consistent with it. And like, I just knew that I could count on that. And I think having kind of really building that support system Mm -hmm. that we could have like a variety of, you know, have my husband too. I have some family, but friends and, but also it is a very unique kind of connection because like you guys said, you're coming from this similar approach that you just feel passionate about and you really get to practice the things together and like this, Mm -hmm. this kind of worked and this, I'm going to try this a little different or, and just those pauses that Cassie would give and just really would make that space for me. I was able to just be with those feelings. Yeah, that's so good. I like how you talked about, you have, it's like, it's not for people who don't have any support. It's for everybody because it's Mm -hmm. a different kind of support, right? Lindsay doesn't have any stake in the game for Cassie and Cassie doesn't have any stake (laughs) in the game for Lindsay. Like all you really are is a supportive listener. I always say my listening partners are my best, best friends because they never do me wrong, right? They're always just listening and that's it. It's the most incredible relationship because how could you not love a person who's just supporting you? That's their only job. And who has that in life, really? Outside of this, yeah. Yeah, you don't. We do. We have lots of people that support us, but not in this way. It's a very special kind of way, I think. Um, Yeah, and I think it took putting yourself out there a bit because I think neither of us really knew what to expect or how it was going to go. Yeah. But I remember in the beginning just feeling like this, this momentum and feeling like, okay, I'm like, I'm going for this. I really see how it works and it is effective. And I was like, I'm just going to give this a try and see who, you know, who this person is that Michelle's connecting me with. And, and we definitely, it was no doubt, like it was just a connection from the start. And yeah, I remember our very first call and I was sitting in my car and I was just like feeling totally overwhelmed by this new way of parenting and just the lack of support from family and just getting on this call with another human being who was just like there for me and just crying because I was just, it feels so amazing just to have somebody that has my back. Yeah, <laughs> that's so good. I don't think a lot of people get to feel that really don't. I think that's special. I think it really Especially is. regularly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like maybe once, you know, <laughs> not once a week. <laughs> and how yeah. often do you guys meet? 
So we are meeting every Wednesday right now. So this is kind of our normal call time. Oh, just <laughs> so. your listening time. Darn it. Sorry. No, <laughs> well, we work around it. It's okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah we usually like about probably like 15, 20 minutes each take turn. So it ends up being kind of like a half hour, 40 minutes. And it's such a gift, I think for the other person, for, for our children. (laughs) Yep, exactly. It's such a win-win. Yeah, it really is. I think a lot of people don't see it as self-care. They don't see Mm -hmm. it as like, it benefits the family and it benefits, what do you think are the benefits to your children and it directly? I feel like I can be like more present with what's going on for them Mm -hmm. to hold that space for them because we're intentionally in that practice, you know, yeah. more days than not, but especially in that listening time and also just coming more resourced and having some of your emotional needs taken care of and met too. So I, one of my goals this year is just really practicing being present with different things with parenting or whatever's going on, you know, really being yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Cassie? What do you think are the direct benefits for your kids or your family? Yeah, I would say the benefits are also between my hubby and I, because if I am feeling really unsure or out of sorts about something and I can take that to Lindsay, then that's no longer friction between us because Mm -hmm. even if it's not to do with him, of course, we kind of take that out on that other person, even if it's subconscious, like we're just more prickly and it's not so nice to be around. And for the girls, I think it's really just because I'm able to especially talk about my fears and my frustrations with like grandparents even, Mm -hmm. then we can actually go into those relationships and I can be more relaxed and actually enjoy them for what they are instead of just being annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It takes your annoyance level down, right? It really does. I don't know how that works. It's just like, I feel like you've taken like an emotional poop, you know, like, you're just like, that's it. I got it out. And now I feel better. I'm no longer constipated. You know, it's like, I'm no longer so full. I can't operate anymore. The one thing I think I learned a lot about is being a good listener because I, it was so hard for me to listen and not give an opinion and not give advice and not say, oh yeah, well I did, you know, and not like turn it into being about me. And it really turned me into a good listener. And so then I could listen to my kids better because I was like, oh, I bet my kids want to be listened to this same way. So it was like this really like transferable skill that I could take directly to my parenting and that I was honing it in my listening partnership. And I was also honing it with my children for my listening partner. So I was becoming a better, and then I, when I was with my kids and I was listening, I was, oh, I bet this is how my listening partner wants to be listened to. I was constantly practicing my listening, which was something I really needed to do. Do you have siblings who fight incessantly? Have you tried everything to help them get along to no avail? I've been there too. Esme was constantly picking on and bothering her sister. She would pinch, push, and exclude her at every turn. 
I would in turn reprimand and punish and yell at Esme because I didn't know what else to do, but nothing seemed to work. Finally, I found connection and used it to foster Esme and Pia's relationship. Now things are decidedly better. I've learned many tools to infuse love between my daughters. Sibling rivalry can make a home feel hectic and heavy. That's why I created a live workshop, Siblings Not Rivals. I will teach you everything I've learned in this hour-long live workshop, including a live question and answer session. I give you all the connection pieces and ways to be the coach instead of the judge and jury. You won't want to miss this live and informative $47 course that can make life with siblings much easier. If you can't make it live, don't worry, we will send you the recording. Head to the show notes and join me inside Siblings Not Rivals. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? (laughs) It's such the simplest concept, but it's so challenging to really be in that flow for. So, and even Cassie, you know, she mentioned to me about that book, the listen book by Patty Whistler. And I'm sure you've mentioned it too. And just, yeah, just all these different tools. I think it just really, I think you had said it, Cassie, like it just kind of gels everything together that you're trying to aim for so yeah I think if you're just trying to do one or two of the parenting techniques it none of it really works Mm -hmm. but when you bring the whole package together Mm -hmm. it starts to be easier yeah I think so too Patty Webfler says in hand in hand parenting it's five tools and she says it's a table and four legs and if you miss one of the legs your table falls over I mean it's such a simple anecdote but I believe it to be true because I'll meet with a lot of clients who've done this methodology for a long time. And I'll say, well, are you doing special time every day? And are you, do you have a listening partner? And if those two things are no, then I'm like, but then you're not doing connective parenting <laughs> because that you got to do it all. Or Cassie, like you said, it, it doesn't work at all. It really doesn't. And you can't do this stuff and then also use punishments. It's like, mm-hmm. you got to do it all. It really all has to be done in order for it to really click. It's so hard to deprogram ourselves, though, I'm finding from the punishments and all the rest of it. So that's, again, where the listening partnership can be really helpful because I've been talking with Lindsay a lot lately about, and we're noticing another layer or like how punishments or bribes are showing up again and just trying to not go there. (laughs) I know it's so hard. It takes a long time to get it out of your system. I feel it's a real challenge because society keeps telling you that's what you should be doing. And you're like, wait, what? And then it gets really confusing when your kids are playing with other kids and one of them gets put in timeout and then my daughter starts acting out because she's feeling all disconnected for the other child. And oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Listening partner or subject. <laughs> yeah, we always usually have some kind of content. It's pretty rare. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> Maybe. And then even in those times, you know, I think we kind of go with that style too of what is working well. Starting off, what was something that once I'm good in our week yeah, uh, and then so what's good. been extra challenging. So that's yeah. really good. I like starting with something that's going well and I didn't do it today. Did I? Whoopsie Daisy. We're going to end with something that's going well. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> it's like eating your dessert before or after dinner. <laughs> it's good either way. Right. One other thing I was going to ask is, do you ever get to your deeper? I know for me, I got to some like deep stuff where 
it was the childhood realizations and that kind of thing. Have either of you gone there? I'm nodding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this is an audio show, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think just really showing up for yourself with this is one of those opportunities. And I think it's hard to not have it trying to link it to what are things that come up. And I know for me, like I'm a kind of person that tends to put a lot of pressure on myself and I can link that back to, mm-hmm. I've been able to, with our time together, I knew that, but I think when parenting chapter came along, I think that really represented some new territory for me too, that I need to explore further. Yeah. Um, yeah and not putting, really being patient with myself and that I don't have to put expectations on certain things, just like I wouldn't want my kids to feel, but I'm passing on that experience. Well, that's you, right? I think that's the whole thing. It's like, if you're treating yourself this way, and this is what came up in my listening partnerships too, all the time was like, I was treating myself the certain way, but then I was mimicking that treatment to my own children. And when I could trace it back to my childhood and feel that it didn't feel good to me, then I was able to have empathy for that feeling my kids were having with me. So repeating those, right. Just repeating those old generational patterns of like, I I don't like to be not be listened to because I was never listened to as a kid and I was shut down all the time. So it was this terrible when my kids didn't listen to me, I would come down on them so hard. Mm -hmm. And when in my listening partnership, why did I feel that way? And I could get to my childhood hurt around it. It unknotted it in my parenting, which is so beautiful, but I never knew you could do that stuff just in a listening partnership. Oh yeah. We cover lots of topics. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you, ladies. Good for you. Cassie, what about you? Have you gotten to your childhood stuff. And it's a journey right now. And I think right around the same time that Lindsay and I were getting into our listening partnership, I was doing some major discoveries on my family dynamics and stuff and how emotionally unavailable my parents were to me. My parents are very loving and present physically, but that emotional component was not often there in the way that I needed it. Yeah. And so I also find that now when my very emotional children are emoting or requiring me to be tapped into those emotions, I can find it very, very overwhelming. And of course, for a lot of people, I think, but for myself, easy one to come out is anger because you're not actually feeling the big feelings then, right? That's the secondary emotion that comes forward. And so, yeah, it's just been a real journey into, okay, well, what's actually underneath that anger Mm -hmm. and how do I show up in a new way for my kids Mm -hmm. that I wasn't necessarily supported in when I was young. And yeah, yeah, it's a process and it is. And it's cathartic though, when you can show up for your kids, like you weren't shown up for, I feel like that's the healing part. Like, okay, I've identified it. It feels bad. Now I don't want to do it with my kids. So I do the better thing. And then at least most of the time. Yeah, no, no, definitely not all the time. I'm talking to my best moments (laughs) on my best days. I do the right thing. And then I'm like, man, I'm healing little Michelle in there is getting a little, she's getting her heart filled in there a little bit. And so it's like, okay, this is worth it. We're all growing together. Mm. 
Yeah, we're definitely growing up alongside our kids. Yeah. The other thing I want to say too, is this isn't parent bashing. We don't want to bash our own parents. And my parents (laughs) did the very best they could. And I know everyone's did. And I know my kids are going to bash me for sure. And they're going to say a lot of things that I shouldn't have done. And that's okay. And that it's okay to say that your childhood wasn't exactly how you wanted it to be. And it's not taking away anything from our folks. They did what they could. Yeah, I think it's just keeping it real with what's going on because I think a lot of times, like just so much of this kind of stuff and, you know, doesn't really get talked about that much. You know, people don't want to talk about their struggles or their, their this or that as often. And that's why I think, you know, this whole thing just like really made things come more alive and more connected with what was going on. So yeah, I agree. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. So get your thinking caps on ladies. (laughs) (laughs) What's your advice to whoever's out there thinking about a listening partnership or not even thinking about a listening partnership? What would you tell people trying to do connective parenting around listening partnerships? What's your advice to people? It will make your life so much easier. Please try it. Yeah, I think it's a gift. It's definitely a gift you can give yourself and it will show through in so many ways. And I think if it doesn't feel like a match after you give it a little while or something, I think, you know, like anything, you know, maybe just give it another try and see. But it was definitely so worth the initial just kind of nervousness and getting to know this new person. And I love that it's like, somebody, I mean, we're in totally different parts of the country and we've figured we're out. We're not in the same country. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're well, yeah, exactly. We're, I feel like I get to hear about things going on in different part of the world. And so that's really neat too, that we yeah. can someday we'll meet up. I yeah. Feeling. So nice. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so great. Yeah. I'd say anybody, if you're thinking about it, just try it. And it's not this woo woo hippie like everyone's like oh it's so like but it's not I mean everyone does it it's just being listened to and just try it and if you don't like your partner I've had partners where I've met with people and I'm like I don't think this is a match and there's no harm no foul and I'm gonna try someone else and that's okay too I think that's totally fine and it's like Lindsay knows it's like finding a therapist if you go to a Mm -hmm. therapist and you don't like this doesn't gel then you find a new one or if you go to a class a yoga class and it's not your right you write yoga class you find a different one and that's okay too that really is. Wait, I can't remember how you guys found each other. Did I hook you up or did you guys just, were you in the post? I think Cassie must've already asked you because then I asked you and you said, Oh, I think I have somebody for you. Why don't you guys um, try to connect? And then we just kind of gave it a go from there. Yeah. So if you work with me one-on-one, I always get all my one-on-one people hooked up. That's something that I like to do. And I like to find people I think would be good together. So if you work Mm -hmm. with me one-on-one, I work really hard to find you somebody that I think would work for you. You are a great matchmaker. Thank you very much. (laughs) I don't know how successful I am. I don't really hear sometimes. Well, we are definite. Yes. Yes. I'm a good right now. Partner match. Thank you. But also in my private Facebook group, which I'll link on this episode, I have a posting that's the very first posting on my discussion feed. And it says, you know, if you're looking for a listening partner, 
you can just post here. And a lot of people get hooked up that way. Also, mm-hmm. Hand in Hand has a Yahoo group. They also have a parenting group on Facebook as well. That's just the Hand in Hand General Parenting Facebook, which you can find a listening partner there. Or if you want to contact me, I'm happy to say, oh yeah, I have a client who might be good for you. And I can just talk to you for a few minutes and try to find you somebody. So if anyone wants to find a listening partner, please reach out to me and or get into the private Facebook or find a a spot where you can find someone. All right. Any last comments, lovely ladies? Thank you for having us. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. What's going well? What's going well? I think we had a pretty good morning over here. We're kind of starting a new schedule with some different work hours and stuff. So that's been going good. And just, I got to do a little exercise time for myself this morning. So that was a good start to the morning. Good. Cassie, what about you? This morning, we went down to the river valley in the city and went for a nice long nature walk with some friends and the kids had so much fun just Mm. playing in nature and just the fresh air and it was just like such a nice day oh that's so lovely I'm gonna go too because I want to (laughs) I get to take my little one Pia on a trip just she and I and my best friend and my best friend's daughter were leaving Saturday for six days to the Russian river and she and I are so excited and then I'm taking the older one later in the summer by herself but I'm just I'm so excited to get that like alone time it's a six-hour drive we get to hang out and eat junk food and I'm just (laughs) so excited because I know these moments are fleeting these days so sad so Anyways, that's my good thing. That sounds super fun. That does sound so great. Yeah, it's super exciting. All right. Well, thank you ladies for joining us on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I really appreciate you being a part of this community and sticking with me all this time and finding each other and sharing your experiences here on the podcast. So thank you very much. It's been our pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, I'll see you guys next time on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.